Well, welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. Uh, I want to share today uh, a story that I had last week. Um, I was visiting Newport um, with my wife and my brother-in-law and his wife. And my brother-in-law and I were uh, heading back to stand in line and and get first position on the on the ferry back to providence so that we could get seats up top um so we were on our way back just he and i and uh we passed this woman who was sitting against a building she had a sign that said i need a miracle and my heart immediately twinged when i saw the sign and i the first thought i had was I really should just sit down with this woman, acknowledge her, and ask her, what kind of miracle do you need? But then I thought, okay, but we want to get to the front of the line and and hold the position. And, and so I said, well, I at least should give her some money. And I went through that wishy-washy thing that many of us go through, and I just kept walking. And we got about 10 steps past Um, the woman and my brother-in-law stopped and said, I'm sorry, I have to go back. And I had this immense feeling of pride for him and understanding for him and really guilt and shame on me that as the pastor, I didn't stop and, and acknowledge this woman and help this woman in whatever way I could. So, so my brother-in-law took some money out of his, his billfold. And I said, here, I reached into my pocket. I said, here, he says, no, I'll take care of this one. And uh, he went back and, and gave her some money. And she, she almost didn't take the money. She almost grabbed his hand as if she wanted just to talk. And that made my heart sink because that's what I felt like I should have done in the first place. But he came back and we went on to get our first position onto the ferry. And I didn't do any of the things that I thought I should do. And I have no idea what sitting with that woman would have done for her or for me. But I know that it was something. And that didn't happen because I didn't follow my instincts. Now, you've been in situations like that, too, I'm sure, whether it's driving by someone on a street corner or having somebody wash your windshield and then want some some remuneration for that or someone that boldly comes up and asks you for some money to get some food. We all have those thoughts. Uh, you know, is is this person really hungry? Are they really in need? Or are they just out there trying to get money for drinking or for drugs? Or are they really out there just because they don't want to work? And even though it seems humiliating to us, they seem to make more money than we do um, standing on a street corner. And, and so we're torn between whether we give or whether we don't give, whether we stop or whether we don't stop. And, and, and I've had friends that say, I don't know what to do either, but I know that the scriptures tell me just to give, that Jesus said, give to those who ask um, and don't turn your back on those who want to borrow, you know. And, and so we're always torn by whether we're really helping or whether we're causing more of a problem. Um, but in this case, I knew 
I knew as much as I know anything that I should have sat down with her, talked with her, and asked her, what kind of miracle do you need? I know that I should have done that, and I cannot, I can, it's hard for me to forgive myself for not doing that. Um, I assume you've been in those situations as well. And so we're going to turn to Amy and ask, you know, what's the answer here, Amy? (laughs) (laughs) We are? Yeah, how's that? What about the part where Jesus tells us something about it? I said that Jesus, Jesus in the scriptures says very clearly that we're supposed to give to those who ask and not to turn our back on people who want to borrow. You know, it it doesn't say make a determination of whether they're worthy or not, or whether they're going to use it wisely or not. It just says give to those who ask. Yeah. Well, you know, it's really funny because I was thinking, I don't know how this happened, like, but somehow in these conversations, like I'm the pessimist. Like in the rest of my life, like I'm like the optimist, but yep. when I'm with you, I'm like the pessimist. Really? Why? I don't know. I guess I just like, I mean, you you talked about the struggle that you have in those moments, but I think in general, you do give to those people. Like that has been my experience, you know? And I think I'm much more hesitant. Janardin also gives to those people and I'm much more hesitant, um, not because I have bad feelings about them or something, but I don't know. I guess I just, um, yeah, I, I feel like maybe we're all just being duped. Right, right, right. Like you were saying. Right. But I think it reminds, it, it makes me think of like, a, it, this is another opportunity to take our spiritual values literally. Right in our life. And if it is true, if you're a follower of Jesus and it is true that Jesus said to do this, like he didn't say, unless the person's trying to dupe you or he didn't say, you know, like, I'm sure it's not like all the people in Jesus's time who were begging were pure souls who only had good intentions. I'm sure there was also addiction and um, challenges at that time too, you know? So it's not like, now we're like more streetwise than Jesus. Like obviously he knew what he was talking right. about. It, I don't know. It makes me think of Tara, uh, my sister-in-law, your daughter-in-law, her brother serves at a church in Washington state. And he was telling me that their church moved locations and it used to be more in a urban area where a lot of homeless people were. And those homeless people would come for the free coffee that they offered yep. at the church and then the church moved locations. So it was further away. And so there weren't as many homeless people around and the homeless people that they had come to um, form relationships with weren't able to get to the church anymore because they weren't nearby. And so they organized like a van to go and pick all those people up and bring them to the yeah. new church location yeah. every Sunday morning. That's awesome. When he told me that, I was just like, "Wow!" Like, I mean, this is this man is a follower of Jesus, right? 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 Like, whether I think it's right, whether I would want to have my 
church fellowship hall filled with people who are currently experiencing homelessness, you know, like whether all of my um, prejudices and, you know, anything that comes up with that, whether I would do what he does or not, or whether I even, yeah, he's following what his spiritual leader told him. Right, right, right. Well, and when you talk about being duped, you know, how many of us have asked God for something that we were just going to use for ourselves? Totally. You know, how many of us have duped God? It makes me think of when we were kids, they had this questionnaire in the church newsletter and they would ask the kids, when do you pray? And Andrew's answer was every Friday before the spelling test. (laughs) Yeah. It's like for his own advantage. Right. Right. Um, You know, and God continues to give. And the reality is we don't even know like the person's intentions. We don't actually know. Right. Right. So the world has kind of told us this is a person who doesn't have good intentions, but we don't know that. Right. And, and so what ends up happening in that is that I dehumanize Mm -hmm. them. Totally. And because I don't want to feel the guilt or the twinge, I don't even usually look them in the eye. I don't look at their sign. I just pass them by. Totally. And I'm no different than the people in the Good Samaritan story. Totally. Good, good people with good intentions on their way to do something good, missing what's here right in front of you. And even going to the other side of the road. Oh my God. When you say that, I just realized that when I, when I come back from church on Sundays, there is this man who is in like a wheelchair and he is begging. And I always think like, wow, this is a good day and a good time to be begging. Right. Because right there near the church. And I have literally walked on the other side of the road. Yeah. I've actually done that. Like when you just said it, I realized like I have actually walked to the other side of the road because I know he's going to be there. And, and let's make no mistake. You and I are good people. Yeah. (laughs) But in those situations, we're purposefully dehumanizing someone else because we don't want to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me uncomfortable. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And when I saw this woman, I don't know how I knew. Well, I do know how I know. God showed me. But I saw a vision of me sitting with her. Like you see those pictures of Jesus sitting with a child on his lap, you know. Um, I saw the vision of me sitting with her and looking her in the eye and asking her what kind of miracle you need. Like Peter and John did with the man who was begging on the way into the temple. Yeah. And they gave him a hand and said, I don't have money, but in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. Yeah. Yeah. I I think I had that opportunity to share God in a really special way with this woman. Mm. And I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I should have done it with the same passion and vigor that I enter the pulpit. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. Yeah. Because I have all that stuff we've talked about 
and I selfishly wanted to get the front seat in the upstairs deck of the ferry. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And I I share yeah. this not for anyone to offer me forgiveness or or to to you know send lots of letters and say but bob you're a good guy i know that but i share it because i'm not the only one who does this and it it's it hurts us well, i mean we just had a wisdom walk on on monday and we we learned from from our native american um friends and one of them said, we live in a circle. And what I, do, I, what I do or don't do affects the circle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and I could have affected the circle for good, and I didn't. Yeah. And I hope that the next time I get that opportunity, I do. Yeah. It, re- it reminds me of that um verse in romans what's that famous verse where it's like um don't let this world like let your mind conform to oh, the be, yeah um romans 12 um be transformed by a renewing of your mind yeah is and that to, what you're thinking of yeah and don't instead of being um instead of being like affected by the the conformities of this world right oh yeah hold on romans 12 do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind yeah yeah then you will be able to test and and approve what god's will is and what is pleasing and perfect yeah because i mean ouch yeah because i feel like that it's funny it reminds me, it's so silly, but it reminds me one time when I was, I've never been good at sports, right? But it, one time when I was like 13, for some reason, we went down to the tennis courts in Situate and we like, Andrew and I were like playing tennis and he was like teaching me stuff about tennis. And we were there for quite a few hours and I improved over the hours. And I remember I said to him at the end, like, oh my gosh, I suddenly get it. Like when people say practice makes perfect, what they mm-hmm. really mean is you're going to suck in the beginning. <laughs> like that's what that actually means. Like the feeling of practice makes perfect is like awful in the beginning. Right. Yes. And this verse do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. To me, the actual feeling of that is like, you're going to feel awkward. You're right. going to feel uncomfortable. You're going to look like a fool, right. like you've been duped. Right. Because you're not conforming to the pattern of this world. Right. Right. It, it, reads, it reads very admirable. It reads very respectable. But the actual experience, I think, at least in the beginning, is like, you're going to feel right. uncomfortable because you're going against the grain. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's how I feel in those moments. I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel, I just want to do what everybody else right. is doing. Right. But that's not the, that's not really right. what I want. Right. Because if Jesus was 
manifested right in front of us or if your spiritual leader was right in front of you or if somebody that you respect like my brother-in-law um does the right thing you would want to conform to that right you know even if that was not what you were used to right you know that's what i want to do right well and even in that moment that you both had the same thought you both had the same gut instinct and it still took a second for you both to turn around right right and then like you weren't out to each other about it and even when he did the right thing i that didn't even give me enough to to say i'm gonna go back and do what what i know i should have done yeah because it wasn't about giving her money at that point um i I really was supposed to ask her what kind of miracle she wanted. And if she said, oh, well, I want to get $50 so I can go play the lottery. Well, Mm -hmm. then I would have known, okay, you're being duped. Mm -hmm. But she, I think she had a sickness. I don't know whether it was an addiction or if she had a sickness, a diagnosis of something. And I think I was supposed to pray with her. And how can I? Yeah. I'm good at this. Yeah, you're the minister. <laughs> and, <laughs> I, and I didn't do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I hope she's the one who opens the door when I get to heaven. And I'm able to say, I'm sorry. And I'm able to give her a hug. You know? Um, cause, cause I blew it there. I think for me too, like I, I blow it even more with the people who are not holding up such obvious signs, but I can see the signs on their face. Right. 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 Like the coworker who is like having a bad day or like, or even like my husband, like, he walks in the room. I'm doing something on the computer. I can see he wants to talk to me. You know, like we, we, you and I, I feel like have enough like emotional intelligence to be able to see the red flag when the person comes in. We can see that there is a need there on their face. They're not holding up a sign that says "I need a miracle," but obvious to us that there is a need there. You know. Yeah. And I think I so often walk past those people too, or. I mean, not in any way to diminish what you both did, but like kind of go for the lowest hanging fruit and just like toss some money at them or something. Right. But not really kind of go for the harder um, outstretched hand, like what you were saying, which is like, maybe it's to sit with them and pray with them. Maybe it's just to say like, how's it going today? Or, you know, where I think of like Tara's brother there. I mean, they're not just welcoming the people in. They're not just opening the doors. Right. They're actually driving right. there, right. picking them up and right. bringing them. So, yeah, using that as an example, we're sometimes tempted to close the doors so that the, those people don't come in. So mm-hmm. it's one thing to open the doors it's another to stand out and and say, do you want to come in? 
and get warm and have a cup of coffee. And it's a whole nother thing to rent a van Mm -hmm. and drive over and pick folks up and say, we miss you. We want you still to be a part of the fellowship. Please come. Yeah. It's like not, it's not, it's like the Samaritan, not just stopping to help, but like going out to look for people who need help. Right. And then he took the guy to an inn, left money for him and said, I'll come back and check. And that's a story that we're meant to live by. Yeah. And any, any religious training would, would agree with that. Yes. That that is the best life. Yes. But I think it's so easy to romanticize it. Right. You know, to just think like, oh, but that was, that's like a fairy tale time. That's back in a different time. But the whole point of that story is like, they were enemies. Right. Right. (laughs) The whole point was like, these are two very different people who were not supposed to get along. Right. So I guess my hope is that there was a Samaritan that stopped by and helped that woman because the priest went by on the other side of the road. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. I I would have never identified myself as that. I know. But that's exactly what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I think, yeah, it's the same for me with this Romans verse. Like, I would identify myself as the person who is like renewing their mind, who is not conforming to the pattern of this world. But yeah. then, but it's just in theory, in reality, I am conforming like yep. time and time again. Yeah. I had a, a woman who commented on our podcast. She said she loved them, but that they're too short. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, Cause she wanted, <laughs> That's a good she wanted to keep listening, but but I think we're at the end of this one, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. And so this week, I encourage you to take that verse about conforming to this world or not conforming to this world and being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Think of the things that you know are right, are good, are wholesome, and challenge yourself to say, when are the times in my life that I conform to this world rather than to the ideals that I know are the best way to live? And don't be conformed by what this world says, and don't re-experience what I did by passing by, but find out what it means to engage each other as gifts of God. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are super excited about this podcast and the community we are hoping to form around it. We really want you to reach out and share your responses and reflections. Right now, we have three main ways to do that. You can either comment right on the podcast post on Facebook, which will be posted weekly on my dad's Bob Hollis Facebook page. You can private message him through Facebook as well, or you can email us at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. 
We will be releasing a new episode each week, and we are so excited and grateful for all of your support. Thank you so much.